welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today, I'm going to look at culture and sports, what a winning culture really means. And that's the title of the article by Louisa Thomas in the New Yorker magazine that I'm going to look at. It's really about, it's a short article. I wasn't really thrilled with the article itself, but it led me down this road of reflecting on what a winning culture really is. And I think it's a topic that you can apply to sports, to education, to the classroom, to business, really to anything. Like what is a winning culture? What is it made of? I've always had this uh, obsession with sports books and uh, coaching books, especially the greats, John Wooden, Phil Jackson, Bill Walsh, most recently, uh, Sean Payton, who's probably going to get the biggest contract in the history of coaching in the next year or so. You know, I've always really been fascinated with what made them so successful because they clearly have something, you know, that they're doing. And it goes beyond like motivation. It goes beyond X's and O's. And so I kind of, I talk about that on this podcast and I try to answer the question of, you know, what does a winning culture really mean? And uh, one of the quotes that this article is sort of pushing forward is related to this idea that culture and sports is important, but also we sort of have this association of winning with morality. And so I, I asked that question, you know, does winning mean that you are morally good in a sense? So we cover a lot of topics on this episode. I like it because I think articles like this can kind of make you think about things beyond the topic. So it's not just about sports. It is about culture in general, you know, which is just a, a fascinating topic to me. You know, what, what is a successful culture? What is a successful approach? Uh, I, I like the topic. I try to think about it a lot. And I hope you you do as well. I hope this gets you thinking about that question and maybe some more questions. So thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. I appreciate uh, you listening and leaving your ratings and subscribing. So hopefully you can continue to listen. Hopefully you uh, this this podcast will get you thinking about the the concepts that I'm that I'm bringing up. So thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. I'll see you after the music. Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And today I'm going to look at an, a very short article, uh, which wasn't really a favorite of mine, but it got me thinking about a lot of things, especially um, the concept of, of winning, winning and uh, what the culture of winning really means. And so the article is titled, What a Winning Culture Really Means, and it's uh, by Louisa Thomas, and it's from the New Yorker magazine. Um, the article itself is about Draymond Green. And so I'll go into the Draymond Green controversy in a second. Um, but it's not just about that. And so I want to take it to another level. I want to talk more about what a winning culture is, what I've learned from my experience, and uh, what it really means to, to, to lead. Is it a moral issue or is it not a moral issue? It's, it's, it's kind of a complicated thing. And I think it's, it's very nuanced. And that's, what I, that's the big takeaway, I think, from this podcast. So the article itself is about Draymond Green, and uh, Thomas examines Green's behavior. 
basically. You know, she reflects on Green. She reflects on the coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, and his leadership skills. And she concludes the following. And this quote's really important to what I'm going to be doing on this podcast. She says this. And here's the quote. The temptation is to think that winning is a sign of nobility, of behaviors that are morally good. And none of that is really true. So I'm going to kind of break that quote down, you know, behaviors, are they morally good? Is winning a noble thing? Um, Because it's a core part of this short article, but it's also an interesting idea to sort of break down. I've been thinking about this idea a lot. Um, Do we assume that morality and winning go hand in hand? I mean, do you think that? To win, you know, is Michael Jordan a moral person? Is Joe Montana a moral person? Because they won? I don't know. Let's think. I just want to think about it because when I listened to it, when I, when I read the uh, article, I was unsure at first. I wasn't really, it's not, it's not a topic I've thought about too much. So as anyone who knows, you know, who listens to this podcast, I'm a big fan of sports philosophy, coaching books, sports books in general. And I just love the genre of coaching books because I, it, it kind of carries over into teaching. Um, as a teacher, I see a lot of similarities. It's essential, you know, teaching is essential to coaching, really, as is management, managing behaviors, uh, setting expectations, set feeling, you know, just feeling, creating a culture in a sense where you want success to occur, but you also want a comfortable environment. So, and culture is kind of a, a vague thing that I've always been really interested in when it comes to sports, when it comes to the classroom, when it comes to business. Culture is an interesting topic. So, you know, I'm not sure where this article stands when it comes to the subject of culture, but in my experience, it's really essential. And I'm going to bring it up a few times uh, during this podcast. The culture that's created is is really a key to success in my opinion it's not the only factor talent especially when we're talking about sports is essential it's important but i don't think culture can be denied so i want to go into this article for a little bit do a little bit of background for those of you who don't know and speak about the incident first you know i'm not a warriors fan but i i like steve kerr because again, I'm, I've, I've read a book about his coaching philosophy. I like I like him. I like his philosophy. I like his approach. He's a nice guy. Um, I enjoy how his team plays basketball. I, I think Steph Curry is amazing. One of my favorite players to watch. Just maybe one of the greatest. One of the greatest ever. Right. So the most recent controversy with Draymond, Draymond Green, it's concerning because it seems to me like the team is looking at short term winning and ignoring long-term culture, ignoring the culture of the team that I think a lot of us really admire. Uh, I say that because there's no way, and you're saying that the team's kind of losing lately. There's no, there's no way that there's not tension in that locker room right now, you know? And, And the issue, it's never seemed to get resolved, at least in a public way. There didn't seem to be a real resolution to it. And you know, this, this is not new in sports. Teams have issues. Players get into fights. But the difference today, and I think this is a big difference when we talk about this event compared to, I don't know, like Michael Jordan punching, ironically, Steve Kerr during a practice in the 1990s. The difference is social media, right? The difference is the access that we all have to it. The public access changes it. It changes the equation. 
completely. So in some ways, it creates a level of shame, if you think about it, you know, for the players involved. At the same time, social media holds people like Draymond Green accountable for their aggressive actions. And in this case, I think that's a good thing because maybe that will cause him to reflect on his behavior and cause others who would be kind of bullying people to reflect on their behaviors. I was honestly surprised by the by the punch, Draymond Green punching his teammate, Jordan Poole. Uh, and I was also surprised by the Warriors organization. They can, throughout the whole process, they emphasized that they were going to find the person who leaked the video, hold them accountable. You know, that I was just, I don't know. To me, I was just like, really? You know what I mean? Like, really? That's what's important to you? Do you not see how ridiculous that sounds? I'm sure like 95% of people thought that that's so ridiculous to emphasize finding the the leak, you know, as if it's a murder mystery or something. I don't know. It's just so ridiculous, you know. By saying that, they're basically saying, I don't know, what were they saying exactly? Exactly. It's it's just hard for me to grasp what they're getting at with that statement. I, I don't think it really matters if someone leaked a violent act out to the press. I don't think that's like something to be harping on, you know? In, in my opinion, it's just kind of a sign of an unsafe work environment or a work environment where there's probably a lot of anxiety and people are upset about stuff going on. Probably the guy who, you know, committed the act, they're angry at him. Um, and, and to me, the Warriors' reaction is kind of confirmation of what I'm saying, you know? They should be just supporting Jordan Poole, kind of like Steph Curry. Steph Curry came out and supported Jordan Poole, if you if you actually look at the story. And I thought that that was really cool of him to do. You know, he was really supporting the young player and saying, hey, I have your back. And that's something that got was, was sort of swept under the rug in this situation. But I think it's essential to the story because he probably knows that it's not the right thing to do. I think Curry's just a good guy in, in general. So that's what I'll say about the incident itself. Now I want to go back to the big idea here, right? The big idea of culture and sports. What is winning culture? What does it really mean? Especially in light of the Draymond Green incident. So we can kind of use it as a guide, right? So based on all the knowledge that I've accumulated from my own experience in the classroom to, to reading about the great coaches, Bill Walsh, John Wooden, Phil Jackson, one of my all-time favorites, and, and most recently, Sean Payton, uh, I think... A winning culture emphasizes a few things. And those things are just essential in a lot of ways, whether it's winning culture in business and sports and education. The emphasis on teaching, which I think is interesting because we oftentimes think it's the boot camp style, right? The boot camp instructor. But it's actually teaching. That's emphasized by all the greats, Bill Walsh, Phil Jackson, John Wooden, all the greats, Sean Payton, they all emphasize teaching. Attention to detail. That's another one that really stands out to me. The attention to detail is really key in a winning culture. Teamwork, obviously selflessness. Character, just having good character and hard work. Just to name a few things, you know, and you can go through this list. I wonder how the Golden State Warriors would stack up. I'll come back to that topic a little bit later. I just finished a book about Sean Payton, one of my favorite coaches. I watched like every game he ever coached from 2006 to two, 2021. And um, 
The book is about Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I'll probably discuss it on a later podcast. Uh, the book, though, emphasized the importance of character. That was a really, really big part of the book. And it kind of overlaps with the books I've read about Bill Walsh and and Phil Jackson. Character was really, really key to these guys rather than simply... So, for example, this is how one way you can look at it. Rather than simply looking for the most talented player, one thing Sean Payton ended up doing in his career is he, he started to look for character. And he didn't always do that. You know, he had a lot of success early in his career. He won a Super Bowl. Then... They had a run where they focused on talent first, but that led to them having losing seasons. And that inspired him to change his philosophy. So I always thought that was kind of interesting, the philosophy going from just talent to talent, of course, but character and talent. And maybe you, you don't mind a little bit of a dip in, in talent as long as the guy has you know character where he's good in the locker room, for example. So I think that's interesting. Um, and, and But to go back to the initial quote, in this podcast, does that make does that make the Saints noble or morally good? I don't think so. And, and you can look at the Bounty Gate scandal if you don't believe me. So I I just don't think it's a black and white issue. Is my point? I, I don't think like this moral thing, which is a big part of this article. It, it, it's it's hard to tackle morality in a lot of a lot of times you know you'll find codes of conduct for example uh, with every winning organization you know the 40 the, the bull the bulls in the 1990s they worked extremely hard they practiced every day like it was the championship they had these great i mean I, all of us would love if our kids worked as hard as that chicago bulls team you know every day day in and day out the 1980s 49ers super innovative disciplined also approaching every day of practice like with a seriousness and I, Steve Kerr like look at his Warriors team I I think I, I love the selflessness that they play with the playfulness that they have all those virtues you can actually see in Steph Curry he really reflects that team in so many ways but with all these admirable codes that I just mentioned these admirable co codes of conduct there comes you know there's negatives Michael Jordan who's kind of a bully Right? He was bullying his teammates. Bill Walsh, the great coach of the 49ers, he was kind of manipulative. He had manipulative tendencies, which rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially his star player, Joe Montana. And with Steve Kerr, you're seeing the appeasement, in my opinion, of Draymond Green, which I think he's done for quite some time. So with all the greatness, and I do admire Steve Kerr a lot, the appeasement of Draymond Green, I think, it rubs people the wrong way, you know, and I think that's that's just that's my point, you know. What is it? What does a winning culture mean? It's it's clearly not a clear cut answer. Morals play a role, but there's also inconsistencies for the sake of winning, right? So personally, I've always chosen, and this is just how I approach it. You could you obviously you approach it your own way, but I've always chosen to admire the virtues of the great coaches and the great teams. While sort of accepting that, you know, heroes, personal heroes for me too, like Michael Jordan, could be difficult to deal with. So you have the good with the bad, you know, you're not going to get that clear cut answer. That's just life. And in some ways, it's kind of a good test for understanding life. That's just life. We have to be able to accept the good with the bad. We have to accept the people 
that we admire are flawed, right? Is there a temptation to think that winning, as the article says, is there a temptation to think that it equals or equates to nobility? You know, in some ways it does. Athletic, athletic excellence is noble, but it doesn't mean that athletes are perfect, if you know what I mean. It doesn't mean they're noble in all walks of life either. We all know that. So I'll, I'll finish with this. I would have liked if the Warriors, to bring it back to the Warriors, I would have liked to see if the Warriors take a clear stand against Draymond Green because he shouldn't be able to just punch his teammate like that. You know, you got to take a stand at some point. And I would have really, I would have really admired them for doing that. That didn't happen. But Steve Kerr is still a great coach. And I think the Warriors clearly have a winning culture, but there's always a rise and fall. So maybe the focus on winning at the expense of culture is something we are witnessing right now with the Warriors. So I'll leave it at that. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of the Class X Podcast. If you uh, enjoyed it, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Those are the big two. Uh, John and I will be back in a few days talking about late-night television, sort of the, the, the rise and fall of it. And uh, so I hope to see you in a few days. Thanks for listening to the Class X Podcast. I'll see you in a few days. Thank mm-hmm. you.